The New Traditions Band is looking for a bass guitar player to join us. If you or someone you know is interested, please contact Kobe Pulse at 816-560-1937. Are you looking for a reason to get out of the house? Maybe you can join the Church Mowers Brigade and help mow the church lawn. If you're interested, contact Dick Dornick at 816-632-9411. We could sure use your help. Table Talk will resume tonight at 6 p.m. in an online discussion. To be part of the conversation, email Pastor Dan Brown at dbrown at cameronumc.org. See you online. Good morning, church. I want to invite you, if you have palms at home or back here, wave your palms. And uh, if you've been really creative in what you did for palms, I invite you to take a picture, post it on your Facebook page or on the church's uh, Facebook page as we uh, get ready for worship this morning. I also want to invite you, um, if this is your first time worshiping with us this morning, um, I want to encourage you to find the wow button on the Facebook page and click on that because wow, are we glad that you're here and joining us for worship this morning. If uh, you haven't worshipped with us or you have just started worshiping with us since we have been online and you are back, we want you to uh, click on the, the laughing emojo because we're tickled that you have come back. And if you are regulars of Cameron United Methodist Church, I want to invite you to click on the heart because we are so blessed uh, by the fact that so many of you uh, pour out your love in the midst of ministries throughout the year at this church. Let us join together as the New Traditions Band leads us into worship this morning.
It uh, was wonderful when we came in this morning, someone has decorated the chairs with the pictures of the folks in the congregation, and so what a wonderful blessing for us uh, to gather this morning and to be able to see your faces as we gather. I remind us as we, as we gather here that as we gather together in the various places where we are, uh, that we come in expectation that despite our physical distance, that the Spirit draws us together in community. We gather together in expectation that Christ is among us and that as we join our voices together in worship and we hear the word and we respond to the word, we trust that we will indeed encounter Christ this day and that the Spirit will continue to work deep within us, shaping us and forming us. And now I want to invite the, uh, the kids and families to gather around for our family moment. And um, I, I have a question for uh, the kids and maybe even for the parents. Have you all ever been in the midst of a storm uh, where it's raining and the wind is blowing and, and you begin to become a little worried? 
Now, generally, when I'm in the house, um, it doesn't bother me. But on occasions, we have been traveling on the highway, and we have come uh, through just downpours of rain where you can't see anything um, in front of you. Uh, those can be scary moments and scary times for us. And uh, what I have learned throughout uh, the time is that we have a choice. We can sit and wait it out until it passes us by. Or if you're in the car, you can just continue driving until you get through it. And having experienced uh, many of those storms, I've learned that uh, eventually the storm passed. Eventually, if we keep going, we get through the storm. And we get to the point where the sun comes out and we see rainbows again. And so I just want to invite us in this time as uh, we are living in a different way uh, that we just trust that the storm will pass. And in fact, later we're going to read a passage of scripture from Mark chapter 4 where Jesus and the disciples encounter a storm and and we're going to have a conversation about that. Now, in addition, I just want to continue to encourage parents in this time when a family finds themselves in closer quarters and being around each other, we can again look at this as um, some kind of uh, crisis or some kind of uh, something that we have to just get through. But I also invite us to look at it as an opportunity. It is in these times that we make the greatest impression on our children by the ways that we behave, by the patience and the calm and the trust in God that we exhibit. It is in these times that we have an opportunity to truly shape and form our children so that they learn to trust in God. And so I encourage you uh, to do that this day. And now let us continue in our worship as the band leads us in um, Cornerstone, a new song, right? All right.
before and so while we're concerned and bothered by the by the disruption in our lives maybe troubled by all the canceled events and suspended activities inconvenienced by uh, the way life is going right now I pray that we would find a time to thank you for this time that rather than sitting on bleachers and watching a game families can sit around the table and play a game. Thank you that activity of family time is not in a car running from one place to another, but gathering in the living room, talking, looking at each other face to face, spending time together. We thank you for this time that we have, Lord. And while it is a blessing maybe to us as families at home with our children, we do remember that there are those who are already struggling with loneliness, those who already feel socially distanced from the rest of us. And we lift them up to you, Lord, that during this time they would not feel alone, but they would, they would know that you are with them and lay them upon our hearts that we as the church would reach out to them during this time. And as our calendar has now seemed to have been wiped away, we have time to make phone calls actually talk voice to voice. In this time, Lord, we lift those folks up to you that are lonely. We lift those folks up to you that are grieving a loss of loved ones and not able to gather in a memorial service like they would like to do. Those who are expecting children and concerned about going to the hospital to have a child in this time, Lord, we lift them up to you. Those who are looking at the excitement of a wedding day with family and friends gathering together now, scrambling to change plans, cancel reservations. In their time, Lord, of joy, we lift them up to you. Loved ones that are in nursing facilities and can't see their family and friends right now, Lord, we lift them up to you. These new times call for us to live in new ways, hopefully it calls us to find you in new ways to thank you for this this time of non-activity can be a time of rest and peace and a time of still reconnecting with others through other means guide and direct us Lord to do just that as your people living by your will in Christ's name Amen Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
goodness me. I woke up at uh, I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning, and I couldn't go back to sleep. That's never a good sign on a Sunday morning. Um, that means that God didn't like the sermon I. And um, and so after arguing a little while, um, God said, you know, there's a good passage in Mark that you ought to read. And I said, but I've got such a good sermon. And he said, well, if you don't like the passage in Mark, you can also look it up in Matthew and in those two places also. Am I on? Okay. I thought you were having trouble with the mic there. Um, and so, um, so after... Um, I finally gave in. And so we're going to read from uh, Mark chapter 4. It's actually a passage of scripture uh, from verse 35 to 41 that I find myself going back to in times of um, crisis. We're trying to figure out what this noise is. What's that? That's it. You're going to give me a handheld one? All right, hang on, be patient. Try this again. How's that? All right, much better. Do I need to read scripture again, Matt? Did that come through okay? So so. Okay, I'm going to read the scripture. Or did I read the scripture? I didn't read it anyway. I am not starting all over. Uh, I, I am not telling you about getting up at 4 a.m. again. But um, <laughs> as that may be. Um, our passage today comes from Mark chapter 4, verses uh, 35 through 41. I was saying it is a passage of Scripture that I find myself going back to in times of, of storms in my life because uh, I have learned that there is much in this passage, and it is in all three Gospels. And it's one of those uh, few stories that are in all three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But I invite you to um, hear these words from Mark chapter 4, verses uh, 35 through 41. Later that day, when evening came, Jesus said to them, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. They left the crowd and took him in the boat just as he was. Other boats followed along. Gale force winds arose and waves crashed against the boat so that the boat was swamped. But Jesus was in the rear of the boat, sleeping on a pillow. They woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're drowning? He got up and he gave orders to the wind. And he said to the lake, Silence, be still. The wind settled down and there was great calm. Jesus asked them, Why are you frightened? Don't you have faith yet? 
Overcome with awe, they said to each other, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Those with ears to hear, hear and respond to the word of God this day. Now, as I, as I look at this passage, there's a few things that, that jump out at me in this passage of Scripture. Uh, number one, um, I am reminded that Jesus and the disciples are on a journey. Uh, the, the sea is not their destination. Uh, they are going from one side of the lake to the other side of the lake, most likely going from a side of the lake that had, um, was mainly uh, Jewish folks to the side that was mainly Gentiles. And they are uh, crossing over this lake, headed to the other side when they encounter the storm. Uh, the other thing that uh, jumps out at me in this story is I am reminded that four of the disciples were fishermen, so they were not strangers to this sea. They had seen storms on this sea before, and yet the nature of this particular storm frightened them and scared them. So that gives us an idea of just how big the storm was that they were encountering. And then the other thing that um, I find interesting is in the midst of this storm, while these fishermen are worried and the disciples are worried about what is going on, all three Gospels tell us that Jesus is lying in the boat sleeping. Sleeping in the middle of this storm. And we're told that the disciples go to wake him up. Now, Oftentimes when we hear this story, we think, well, they're waking him up because they want him to do something about the storm. And yet at the end of the story, we see they are surprised by the fact that Jesus speaks to the storm and calms it down. It's almost as if uh, they're in the middle of the boat, they're in this panic, they're worried and they're frightened, and they look at Jesus and he's asleep. And they wake him up, I don't think because they expected him to do anything. They woke him up because they thought that he should be just as frantic as they were. Jesus, get up and run around the boat with us and throw up your arms about what in the world we are to do in the midst of this storm. And then I find it interesting when they arouse Jesus, um, he simply says, be quiet and be still. And there is a calming of the storm. And then Jesus looks at his disciples, and he doesn't say to his disciples, oh, what were you expecting? Of course I can calm the storm. He looks at his disciples, and he says, why were you so fearful? Do you still lack a trust in God? Now, this is so appropriate in times of difficulty and storms. As we hear this story, we need to make sure that we don't misinterpret this story as some meaning that, well, anytime we have a storm, we just run to Jesus and Jesus will make the storm go away. We need to be sure that we don't hear the story in that way. In fact, I think the fact that Jesus was asleep in the boat maybe is how he expected his disciples to be. Maybe he thought they should be a bit calmer in the midst of the storm 
and not so frantic. I think what Jesus wanted his disciples to learn in the midst of that storm is that they need to learn to trust God and not to give over to the fear that so often can overcome us in the midst of disaster and storms. I think as we hear this story today, um, we need to remember that we can trust Jesus. You see, the disciples were going to need to trust God a lot more in the future because there were going to be storms that were going to come along that weren't just going to disappear. Jesus, after all, is going to be uh, led away and crucified on a cross. And later, the, his followers who continue to proclaim the good news are going to be persecuted. Some of them burnt at the stake and some of them um, also crucified. And in the midst of those trials, they would need to trust God a lot more than in the midst of a, of a storm on the sea. And so Jesus calling to his disciples is just this continued, can you not trust God in the midst of all of life? Now, let me tell you that about Wednesday of this week, I was experiencing this storm. Um, since, uh, since we have had to go to worship in this online format, I have spent numerous amounts of time on the Internet looking for creative ways that we can do worship, that we can keep the church connected, uh, looking for all kinds of ideas of what we can do to do ministry in new ways. And, and I have been energized in thinking about this and all the opportunities that it brings to us. And on Wednesday, sometime in the afternoon, suddenly I hit a wall with these thousands of ideas going in my head and, and thinking about all the things I should be doing and that needed to be done to keep the church connected. And the storm began to brew more and more and more. And so I did like Jesus. I sat down and I fell asleep and took a nap. And you know, that's pretty good advice. Uh, I woke up from the nap feeling a bit refreshed and also a bit calmer, wondering if whether in the midst uh, of this new reality that we are experiencing and beginning to realize, as, as I would have reaffirmed in a phone call from the district superintendent the next day, and on Friday in a uh, podcast that I watched from Ruth Haley Barton, uh, that this is a marathon, not a sprint. A and I have been trying to do ministry in a sprint. And any of you who are runners know that if you sprint for the first two miles of a 26.2-mile um, race, that the next 24 are going to be pretty bad. Hang in there. There we go. All right. I don't know if it was my receiver was on. No. Okay. So, it, but anyway, you know, if you are running a marathon, sprinting for the first two miles is not a good plan of action. 
Um, and, and so in the midst of this, I began to wonder and to think if um, I was starting to fill uh, this, my, my days and my time with more and more activity, finding myself busier than I was before this, pushing myself into a crisis and a storm. And in this, I heard God say, trust me. Don't try to do everything. Don't think that uh, you are such a great gift to this congregation that uh, they can't do anything without you. Trust that God is at work in the households and in the midst of the focus who find themselves sheltered in place. That the Spirit is moving in new and wonderful ways. And simply remind folks that this storm will pass. That God is with us. And that God can be trusted. Yes, there may be pain and there may be suffering, but even in pain and suffering, God can be trusted. And that God will be with us in the midst of the storm, and he will see us to the other side, however long it may take us to get there. And so I invite us as we think about this passage today, that unlike the disciples, rather than being frantic, may the storms that we are experiencing, whether they be the external circumstances or the ones going on in, out inside of us, may those storms drive us to trust in God more this day and every day. Amen. And now I'm going to invite you all. We're going to do something a little different today. If you are watching live, I'm going to invite you to um, get your choice of bread and cup. If you got the email earlier this week, you were invited to um, come to worship this morning with your favorite morning bread and morning drink. And so uh, I'm going to give you a chance to get that. And we're going to play, um, I think we're going to play Let Us Break Bread together. Maybe, maybe not. Just one verse of that while folks get their bread and get their drink. Thank you, Ann. I was going to sing that, but I was afraid to chase folks off. When we break bread together as a church in our worship, we remember that Jesus invited folks uh, to his table as part of his ministry, not just at the Last Supper. 
And as we were getting ready for worship this week, knowing that this was a communion Sunday, I wanted to find a way in which we could share together in bread and cup. But I also wanted to make sure that I was faithful to the sacrament of communion. And so uh, I have created this, uh, actually this comes from uh, Marcy McFay. I adopted this from her because I wanted to create this way that we could break bread together with whatever we have in our homes. And I didn't want to worry about offending folks who might see um, communion in a different way as not being appropriate if we don't use bread and juice. And so... Um, Today, we're going to participate in this feast of love, and so I invite you, um, and in fact, I invite you to text or to, um, or to chat and tell folks, what is your favorite bread and drink that you bring to this feast today? It might be donuts and coffee. It might be cookie and milk. That's what I wanted, but Deb wouldn't let me bring that. It might be toast and juice. I guess it could even be chips and salsa. That might be a little strange. I don't know. Um, or it could be um, iced coffee and a piece of cake. I don't know. What, what are some of the things that uh, you bring this morning? I invite you to share those on Facebook. I'm kind of hoping that I see some of the things you put here. And I don't know if anybody back there is following and you're seeing. Let's see. What do you have? Ooh, goldfish, graham cracker, and coffee. Hawaiian roll, traditionalist here. Hawaiian bread and grape juice. A what? Blueberry fritter and cranberry what? Cranberry grape juice. Okay, that's an interesting combination. Oh, there we go. Girl Scout cookie and coffee. Bread and coffee. All righty. Uh, I am not seeing anything on Facebook here. Oh, okay. So, so my, my phone is probably slow. <laughs> Wine and cornbread croutons? <laughs> What's that? All right. Um, I, I'm regretting that I'm not getting the feed so fast so that I can share these things. But, um, but now, you cannot tell me that that's what you, you have for breakfast every morning. I, but, but that's okay. Um, it, it, what? <laughs> that one's just hard to believe. Um, okay. Jesus used the parable of a great banquet to which all people are invited in order to talk about the kingdom of God, that is to talk about the family of God and what it looks like. He said, go to the highways and the back alleys and urge people to come so that my house will be filled. He often invited the most unlikely guest to his mealtimes, confounding his own disciples. In his way, he was encouraging a deep love and connection beyond social norms. He knew that we humans need connection and inclusion. And if we didn't know that before these times, we certainly do now. Jesus comforts us, saying, you have a place at my table. 
And Jesus challenges us to make sure we are doing the same thing. That all people know that we are welcome in our hearts and in our homes and in our churches. Even if we can't physically be with each other right now. And so today, many of you long to gather in this space, in this sanctuary, with uh, folks that you have, some of whom you have worshipped with most of your life. You, you would prefer to be in this space where we know that we encounter the presence of Christ each Sunday. But we have also learned in this time that we can encounter Christ as a gathered community, even online and through this medium. Some of you may find, be, be finding it difficult because we are not able to be near the people that we love and care deeply about. And so I invite you to take a moment and say out loud to those that are gathered around you names of people who you wish were right there next to you, or if you prefer, you can also do that on Facebook. Go ahead. Share with those next to you, folks that you thought and wished were near you and with you. Jesus is no longer physically on earth, and yet every time we gather around a table, we call him to mind. His presence is with us in spirit. Even though we may find ourselves sheltering at home on this day, we are joined together by the Spirit in the presence of Christ as his gathered people, even if we may not be in the same physical space. For you see, the Spirit can draw us together and remind us, even when we cannot see each other's faces, that we are a part of the body of Christ. We are a part of this congregation, and nothing, not social distancing, um, not sheltering in place, nothing can disconnect us from one another and from Christ. Blessings at the table are a part of our Judeo-Christian heritage. Indeed, Jesus adapted the, his Jewish ritual blessing spoken before and after meals, and he asked us to remember him whenever we break bread and raise the cup. This is why we call our communion prayers the great thanksgiving. In, the, in this feast of love that we are about to participate in, we can call to mind things for which we are deep, deeply grateful. And so before we offer up a prayer, I invite you to speak aloud to those around you or through Facebook in chat. I invite you to share things for which you are grateful in this moment. Yes? What are you grateful for? <laughs> you, uh, yeah, that you're healthy and that um, it, you can still engage with folks uh, six feet, feet apart, right? Other folks, what are you thankful for? 
grateful for my family. For your family? Good health. Yes? Gotcha. I am still on. I can't hear myself, but I'm good. Okay. Uh, you all didn't look panicked, so I'm like, okay, I must be good. And now I'm going to invite you. I've only got one hand, so this is going to be hard to do. Uh, but I'm going to invite you all to uh, raise your, your, your bread, your cup at the same time. I'm just going to hold my iced coffee, if that's okay. Um, I invite you to... Um, to raise these. And let us uh, pray this blessing. I'm going to invite you to repeat after me. All right? That goes for you all, too. Repeat after me. Holy Comforter. Holy Comforter. We gather in your name. We gather in your name. Invited by Jesus. Invited by Jesus. Bound together with your spirit. Bound together with your spirit. In union with each other. In union with each other. Feed our bodies. Feed our bodies. And our spirits. And our spirits. With your comforting presence. With your comforting presence. So that we might be. So that we might be. Your comfort to others. Your comfort to others. Bless this food. Bless this food. And break open our hearts. Break open our hearts. Bless this drink. Bless this drink. And pour out your love. And pour out your love. Upon us. Upon us. And upon others. And upon others. Amen. Amen. And now I am going to invite you as you eat and drink that you might remember, despite our physical distancing, we are intricately connected to one another, to our loved ones, to our friends, even to acquaintances and strangers. We are connected to all of humanity. And wherever we are or wherever we may go, God is there surrounding us as now with his love and his grace. I invite you to eat and to drink and share with those who are in your house. You all can't share with each other, though. <laughs> and now... As we shelter in place, may we also shelter in peace. May we have the peace and comfort that Christ's presence brings to us now and forevermore. May we know and trust God in the midst of this time and in all times. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let us join our voices together as we sing Trust and Obey.
to share the love, of, the love of Christ with those whom are gathered in our house, to share the love of Christ with whomever we might come into contact through Facebook or through the telephone or through texting or through Zoom, so that we might continue to reflect the love and the grace of Jesus Christ as we go, trusting that God is with us. And will see us through this day and every day. Go in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 